What's up, homies? Happy New Year, homies. I'm Erica. And I'm Roshane. And thank you so much for hanging out with us today as we dive into a brand new year full of horror. It's 2023. <laughs> but before we do that, we absolutely have to look back at the horror of 2022. Oh, absolutely. Because 2022, for all of you, probably you realize at this point 2022 was real good for horror movies it was a heater it was a <laughs> heater of a year there were some bangers coming out in 2022 it was it was a great year like i i honestly was very pleasantly surprised with the abundance of movies that we got and the quality of movies that we got mm -hmm. like just delightful well done. Well, well five done. out of five. <laughs> but also, like, <laughs> I feel like horror really was at the forefront of 2022 as well, just as far yeah. as genres go. I mean, we had big blockbusters like Nope coming out and then a bunch of reboots of old franchises that people love. So I feel like there was just a lot of buzz around the horror yeah. community. And I appreciate the amount of spotlight that we got this year. It felt good to be known, relevant, have our voices heard. And have all of our sick, twisted fantasies come alive on screen. It was great. It was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was great. <laughs> I was pleased. And you know what? 2022 is a year where I kind of missed out on a lot of releases when they first came out. Uh, I've had to go back and rewatch them for this episode specifically. Rewatch. First watch is what I meant. I had to go back <laughs> and actually watch them for the first time for this episode. And so... It was kind of, I don't know, it was kind of cool seeing so many of them back to back to back mm -hmm. because it was just good on good on good uh, for the most part, which was is not always the case. No. Now, that's not to say that there weren't some duds this year. They're always, I mean, it's inevitable. You're right. not, not everybody's going to be a winner. You know, not everybody's going to get the prize. But I would say in comparison to what was good, like even even the duds themselves aren't horrible and what was good was so good that we're just kind of it's just a fly it's been a fly year like i'm gonna look back at 2022 fondly for the <laughs> horror movies that came out <laughs> oh absolutely but that all being said i think that it's time for us to actually go back and look together and with the homies at all of the horror movies that have come out this year and give our general thoughts on the ones that we have yet talked about um and also just let you guys know everything that came out because honestly maybe you missed some of them right. because there were a lot of them and so if you did happen to miss one or you just want to know some general thoughts on whether you should check one out maybe you've been waiting to see if you should or shouldn't um we're here to 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 give you guys the tea mm -hmm. the horror tea <laughs> for 2022 if you will um but we've got a lot of movies to go over in this episode so we're going to just jump right into uh, going throughout the year. And last thing, 
Obviously, we're not going to be going in depth about any of the movies. We're also going, we're not going to be doing spoilers or anything like that. We want this to be like very general thoughts so that you guys can still go check these movies out if you haven't seen them. However, if there is a movie that we talk about today that you would love to hear us do a full episode on, we would love for you guys to go to our social media pages and comment the three movies from this episode that you would like to hear us go fully in depth on. Comment that on our post. We will be looking at that. And maybe you might see some some hot and fresh episodes waiting for you, waiting <laughs> for the homies in the, in the beginning of this year. <laughs> hint, hint. Uh, so make sure you're checking out wink, the social wink. media pages. <laughs> and also, if we go through this year and there's a movie that we missed, um, don't worry. There are a lot. We can only cover so, so many. Um, but if there was a knockout standout movie from this year that you're like, yo, you guys got to check out, make sure to comment that as well. Like, let us know yeah. what we didn't get to because we tried yeah. our best, but we're only human. Where did we fuck up? Like, you tell <laughs> you guys tell us that. But we really do want to put the power in your guys' hands because honestly, if it were up to us, we would cover every single movie. Mm -hmm. um, so it's easier for us if you guys let us know exactly the ones you want to hear. Let's go ahead and hop into it. Shall we get to the homies year in review for 2022? Let's do it. Um, DJ, if you wouldn't mind, please, would you go ahead and run that year back? So, starting off in January, we had Scream 5 come out, which we at Homies of Horror affectionately called Five Cream. This was very exciting for a lot of people. It was a reboot slash sequel slash, you know, like, uh, expansion of the lore. And I thought for the most part it was pretty good. Now, we covered this movie, but... Um, yeah. generally, I think both of us really enjoyed this one. Yeah. Um, I will say for a revamp of sequel, reboot, requel of a so popular franchise and a franchise that was, that is so tied within the main character, I'm not mad at it. I actually think that they were fairly like pretty successful with a job that seemed kind of impossible in my opinion especially mm -hmm. when you get a series like scream where people are such big fans of it like and so happy with the way that the story has been so far to be like oh we're gonna deviate off of that a little bit it's risky but i feel like they did a good job of keeping the heart of the originals of keeping like the integrity of some of our returning characters, but also kind of segueing us into a brand new generation. I think for what they did with that, they did a pretty good job. Was it flawless? No, but I was, I thought it was fairly successful. Yes, agreed. And I really, as someone who now both of us having seen all of the Scream movies, I really appreciated what they did with this one. Like you said, they really captured the essence um, they gave us a great cast of characters, and I thought for the most part, they also used legacy characters very well. Mm -hmm. um, minus one character that got done dirty. We won't talk about it here. Mm -hmm. If you want to know our full feelings on that, go check out the episode. Uh, mm -hmm. But overall, a really great showing. Uh, very fresh take on 
this franchise and a great way to start 2022. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Came came in hot. Came in <laughs> hot into the year. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to hear our full thoughts on that, go check out the episode we did to cover that. Um, but yeah, that was really it for January. Mm-hmm. They said we bring we take what take what you will because this is it this is all you're eating for the next month it was filling so we were fine um but that leads us into february in february we had the texas chainsaw massacre reboot now this one got some strong feelings across the board uh erica i don't think we got to talk about this one but we've both seen this one yes we have (laughs) I watched this one right when it came out, so I was just sitting back watching all of the the discourse to it. Here's the thing, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This movie is, to me, I, I had a good time with this movie. I really did not have, it's not a great movie by any means. It's not even a great Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. It kind of makes no fucking sense. But like, for what it was, and for what they were doing and for what they were trying to accomplish, which I think was just kind of a silly Texas chainsaw with new, you know, a new generation, whatever. Was it ridiculous and was it kind of cringy? Yeah. But I feel like that if you just went in with an open mind and were just like, I'm just going to enjoy this. It was not bad. It really wasn't. I feel like people really hated this movie. We're very, very upset about it. As if Texas Chainsaw Massacre's past sequels have not gone absolutely bonkers off the walls before <laughs> and been like really bad because they have. But the whole, th- I think if you're going in for it for just like the base root of the story or without the like you know um societal undertones and all of that if you're going for more of like a basic level texas chainsaw that still has some pretty you know fun kills this one is not a bad way to spend a friday night like for me it wasn't at least i can see if people don't feel that way but for me i didn't think it was that bad okay for the outrage that it got (laughs) fair enough because it did get a lot of outrage uh me myself i thought that it had promise and i liked it for the most part but i felt like the longer i was watching it the less into it i got i Mm -hmm. i agree with you i think at a base level we did still get texas chainsaw but it really just wasn't the Texas Chainsaw that I think a lot of us were checking for. And yeah. so for that reason, I know that ruffled a lot of people's feathers. For me, the biggest issue with this inter- uh, with this iteration was that some of the plot points just didn't really make sense. And that ending had me all the way fucked up. I was not okay <laughs> with the ending. Um, yeah. It's a bit of a weird detour for a Texas Chainsaw because I feel like when you think of that movie, you really do think of like the isolation, right? And then in this one, it's kind of in the middle. It's isolation, but at a much more social scale, there's a lot more people involved than we've ever had, which is 
kind of preposterous but at the same time it it makes it it's kind of nice to see Leatherface have more bodies <laughs> to take <laughs> out even if it doesn't make any fucking sense I will say the biggest con of this movie um, and this is not a spoiler this was in the trailer as everybody knows uh, was bringing Sally back that is one of the worst sins that this movie commits True. the things that they do with her character make absolutely no sense and I feel like this was a movie that was taking a kind of lead from other franchises who had successfully brought their past protagonists and final girls back. However, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is not about Sally. Like it's not <laughs> tied into Sally in the same way that Halloween is tied to Laurie Strode. Yeah. It's about Leatherface. So seeing Sally again, you're like, girl, what? Where have <laughs> what have you been? Why are you still here? What are you doing? What are you doing? Like, <laughs> Sally, go home. Nobody was checking for Sally. So that was honestly the biggest detractor of this movie for me is that felt very much like, oh, we're just going to do what other people have been doing. And it did not need to happen in this movie. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I agree with you there, too. Um, but at least uh, Leatherface does do the chainsaw dance at some point during this movie. So you do get that. Yeah, he did his little dancey dance, which was <laughs> much appreciated. <laughs> Um, but also in February, we did have uh, Studio 666, which was a Foo Fighters horror movie. Um, neither of us got to see this one, but we did think it was an interesting concept, a cool idea that a lot of people seem to actually enjoy. And we figured we'd add it to the list just because. Yep, heard it was a lot of fun. <clears throat> so if you are a fan of the Foo Fighters, um, it seems like definitely check this out because I know for us, we've had some homies who are fans of theirs and they really, they said the movie was a lot of fun. Yeah. They enjoyed it. So True, true. Um, but that leads us into March where we start off the month with a fan favorite of ours, which was Fresh. Um, this one was a surprise hit, I think, for both of us. Mm -hmm. Uh Came out of nowhere, wasn't expecting it, but the Sebastian Stan, Daisy Edgar Jones chemistry was really good. Yeah, Fresh was fun. Fresh mm -hmm. was fresh, if you will. <laughs> it was, no, I, I really enjoyed this movie. I think specifically, especially for going straight to streaming. Mm -hmm. um, I think this was kind of the beginning of me feeling like, oh, okay, these streaming horror movies this year might actually be pretty pretty good. good yeah yeah these might be ones to watch because uh the performances are awesome i love the tone that it takes i love the story itself i think is is a really creative story and a fun way of breaking down this like cannibalistic idea idea that we see in a lot of horror movies in like mm -hmm. a slightly different way um it it had its moments for me that felt a little bit or I, I don't know if it's moments necessarily or characters who very much felt like I am literally only written in here for to like fit a certain type of caricature. Mm -hmm. And that is my only reasoning for being here that and those are more like B characters, side plot characters that I feel like really could have been cut out and would have honestly not affected the story at all. So it did feel at times like we were meandering there. But I think as a whole with the main story, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I thought it was fun. Yeah, definitely agreed. 
And also in March, we had X uh, yeah. come out as well, which for me, I got to be honest, probably one of my favorites of the year. Mm, X was good. I liked <laughs> X. X was fun. Um, it was just, I don't know, something about X and the way that it unfolded was kind of, I don't know. It just felt like a breath of fresh air for some reason. I think it was just because of how it was stylistically. I really appreciated what they did. Mm -hmm. But and even though it is a story that is like a period piece, it takes place in a different time. And they really do lean into that. At the same time, it felt really modern. Yeah. And I really enjoyed watching that movie and the performances in that movie are fantastic oh absolutely so good so good <laughs> there are there were elements of x and some of the characters that i thought were a little bit over the top at times weirdly enough we'll be talking about the prequel to x here in a little bit i will say weirdly enough after watching the prequel i actually like x more than i did when i just watched x Oh, very interesting. Okay, mm -hmm. I, I kind of feel something similar, but we'll we'll talk about it when we when we get to Pearl. But mm -hmm. uh, X, I agree with you. It was so good. The performances across the board, I think, were pretty top notch. I love a horror movie where every character has something unique that you can follow with, and some unique trait that makes them different. I think everybody had that while still remaining grounded, real people. And I got to see X twice. The first time I watched it, I enjoyed it. It didn't, like, really stand out to me. But I think after a second watch and getting to, like, really analyze it, look at some of the, like, directorial and performance choices, it just, it really resonated with me. And mm -hmm. it also, for me, put Ty West and Mia Goth on my radar because neither of them were people that I was very familiar with before. Best mm -hmm. believe I'm following all of their work from this point on. Um, but yeah, I I couldn't rave enough about X. Definitely mm -hmm. a really good one if you haven't checked that one out yet. Um, and it's a yeah. porno horror film. Come on. Come you know on. that sounds Come fun. Come on. Also, our second outing for Jenna Ortega already so far in the year. Because uh, <laughs> she was in Five Cream as well, pulling out an awesome performance. And mm -hmm. she is in X as well, pulling out an awesome performance. Um, so, yeah, not the first time we've seen her this year. Not the last. <laughs> <laughs> But then moving into April, April, we had a bit of a quiet month, not going to lie. Um, wasn't too mm -hmm. much in the horror frontier. As far as releases go, we did have The Northman come out, which is horror adjacent, kind of more like action story horror. Um, but, we, but it's from Robert Eggers. The movie itself I did get to see was pretty good. Um, the action sequences were great. And the little sprinkles of horror were nice um it was if nothing else a fun way to see horror incorporated more into action films and seeing how it can just exist without taking away from the story and i was like okay mm -hmm. i really enjoyed it um but also this month choose or die the netflix movie came out which was very popular for a large group of people eric i think you got to see this one i did i was the way I was on this movie's ass, I was ready for this movie to hit. Because you guys know I love a death game. I, I'm i such a sucker for it. And when we watched the trailer for it, I was like, oh, 
reminds me of goosebumps kind <laughs> of um but i choose or die honestly was about what i was expecting it to be here's the thing i'm so easy movies like this it's really really hard for me not to like them just because they're so entertaining so for me yeah it was it was what i was expecting and i liked it for the most part from an entertaining standpoint i will say my biggest con for it is despite it being a death game movie i don't feel like they put enough care into the games some of them were much more intricate than others like some and and now that's not to say that they didn't do a creative job with all of them but it just felt like at times we were more bystanders and Mm. we just kind of knew that the game was going on without actually being able to be involved in it and when it comes to movies like this like i want to be involved in all of the games i want to really be like i want to feel like i am a part of it and i feel like at times this one took takes more of a backseat to them than an active participant so that was my biggest con although they artistically did the games well some of them were just kind of fell a little flat (laughs) in the end um but if you are like me and you enjoy those kinds of movies like you really won't go wrong with this one because it is creative and it's different than than other ones that i have seen but yeah you might just be left a little wanting in that area interesting okay fair enough and also i'm sorry homies i definitely misspoke because we did have a knockout horror movie come out in april in the form of morbius um if you haven't seen that one (laughs) kidding No, there was a lot of buzz about Morbius, and it does have a pretty uh, cult following at this point, um, despite its quality. So um, shout out to Morbius for uh, keeping the Marvel horror alive. (laughs) I'm sorry, Morbius, I actually got released twice this year, (laughs) and the second time flopped again, unfortunately. But hey, double hitter. Hey, double hitter. Not many people can say that. Mima power was at full work there. So, and moving into May, we had men come out, which, uh, thank you again to a 24. We got to go see, or at least I got to go see an advanced screening of this one. Uh, Erica, you were out of town, so you weren't able to join me. Uh, however, men was a very interesting movie. I think that despite the split on reception for this one i do think it's a very thought-provoking movie if not just a little bit slow you know there were there were some great themes at play there was some good acting at play there were some stunning visuals absolutely like knockout visuals but there was for me a lot of lulls in the story i think that they were incorporated fairly well like the lulls were part of the story it's definitely like a slow burn um however i could see a lot of people not enjoying it and especially if the message isn't resonating for you i'm sure that it could be a little bit of a difficult watch um but i do think it is worth seeing if nothing else just to uh expand your horizons and try something new because it is a very different movie and it does have some interesting uh works at play but i just say give it a shot if you didn't watch it this year 
that's okay, but don't let it just leave your watch list entirely. Give it a little chance. But May was still yet another slow month for horror. Um, we did also get Doctor Strange talking about uh, Marvel horror, which still Marvel, but we have Sam Raimi directing, and it had some horror elements that I did enjoy watching in that movie. Um, despite the fact that not everybody loved the new Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did hear that, though, that it was the most horror-esque Marvel movie that they've had thus far. Um, this speaking from someone who's like 25 movies behind, so <laughs> I'm not even close to being able to watch this one, I guess, if I want to like know what's going on. Mm -hmm. But yes, I did hear that the horror moments were pretty cool. But that takes us into June, where we got to see two movies that I would say were pretty, pretty hyped up to this point. Mm -hmm. um, we had Crimes of the Future, and we also had The Black Phone. Mm. So these were two that I did not see when they came out. And so just we watched them recently. Um, so starting with Crimes of the Future which is directed by David Cronenberg. I like David Cronenberg. I didn't like this movie. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Did you? Uh, nah, not really. But like, <laughs> the thing is, like, I was so intrigued by this movie the entire time. Like, I was watching very intently on trying to figure out what I was watching. And by the time it ended, I did not have an answer to that. I still don't know what entirely I watched. Um, it seems like one of those movies that maybe you have to watch a couple times to really like pick up all the themes and all the meanings and everything. But it just felt like a lot of, a lot of fleshy machinery and a lot of yeah. organs. Which like, I like, I mean, I, I love body horror. Like part of the reason that I like David Cronenberg's movies is because they're for the most part, not all of them, but a lot his horror ones usually lean body horror. And I really like those movies. And so I guess I just assumed that I would fall into a similar mindset this time where I would enjoy it. And I did, to a certain degree, there are elements of this story. I think everything dealing with the body modifications and this new way of the future, I do think that that stuff is really interesting. I enjoyed that aspect of this movie. But we have this whole world that I feel like I know nothing about. And by the mm -hmm. end of the movie, I still know nothing about. I was... I was confused for the first half. And then when I feel like I finally understood what was happening, I still feel like when I left this movie, I knew bits and pieces of this world, but I wanted more. I wanted it to be more fleshed out. I wanted more of a, this is the landscape that we have. And I honestly feel like that would have happened if we had followed more of an ensemble yeah. story mm -hmm. than a specific, just one like couple story, yeah. which is basically what we're doing. But I felt like if we had been allowed to zoom out into this world more, this movie would have been much more interesting to me and much more 
satisfying by the end of it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the main character of this film to me is not enough for me to be along for the ride. Um, which fair. is not to, not to say that Viggo Mortensen is not doing a good job. He's doing a good job with the character. Yeah. I just think that that character in regards to this world is not the one character that I want to be following. <laughs> yeah, despite the fact that everyone in this world loves that character. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They can't get enough of the ground that he walks on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. Like, the performance was great. And I will not take that away um, from them. It's just the characters in themselves seem to represent more ideas than the actual characters. And then by the mm-hmm. end of it, we're following this idea. And we do. It tells a fairly succinct story. It honestly does. But I agree with you. I think the grander scope of the world and this future and some of the ideas at play here are really interesting. And it feels like we do get locked in because we're just following this one specific POV. And I would have definitely enjoyed exploring this world as well, but kind of get what you get. And uh, overall, it again, still an interesting movie to watch. I just ended up leaving it pretty much the same as how I started it, which I don't think was the intent. Right. I I made no I made no progress. That's what I feel like. I made no progress. I was in the same spot that I was at the end of the movie. Uh, maybe a few steps forward, but like six steps back for me. Um, so yeah, it's visually p- appealing. Um, it's got some great imagery. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, I hate to say that it's style over substance because there is substance here it just feels like that ended up playing a back seat to the style like the vision of the film Mm -hmm. the story kind of fell to the wayside so not my favorite not my favorite (laughs) cronenberg but um like i said we also had the black phone come out this year um well i guess technically it premiered last year 2021 at like a film festival but it was widely released in 2022 that threw me off when i looked it up i was like what the fuck (laughs) but yes it's 2022 (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it's pretty good pretty good yeah i liked i liked it i really did i actually liked it more than i thought i was going to for some reason i was pushing the black phone off i was like waiting to watch it i basically watched it last i don't know (laughs) why i just i was for some reason i thought i was gonna feel like it was a drag or something and then i didn't i actually really enjoyed this movie Mm -hmm. it it's so good like a movie based on a story um by stephen king's son it felt like a really good stephen king movie honestly like Another movie where we had absolutely fantastic performances. Um, Ethan Hawke kills it as the grabber. Mm -hmm. And I felt like atmospherically, it was so dark and creepy, yet it still had that coming of age whimsy that I feel like a lot of King stories end up having. And it was just an enjoyable watch from beginning to end. Like, I just, it really felt like a well structured horror slash thriller blockbuster. I agree. I thought that the story itself pacing wise was pretty spot on because 
you have first of all these kid actors are killing it, it thankfully because they are the leads of this movie the brother and sister duo are very much carrying this movie and thankfully they were strong enough <laughs> to carry it on its back on their backs so that's a plus but yeah ethan hawk is is also doing great in this movie doing some really really creepy but like subtly creepy choices that i think work really really well for a story that is could be very much rooted in real life mm. um and so i think he made some amazing choices also this movie is set in denver colorado so <laughs> felt very <laughs> i was like i see i see we are we, we, we are <laughs> we've got a little bit of a connection um but no i thought that this story did a good job in balancing the like getting to know the characters so the beginning where we're just meeting everybody before anything happens that was just long enough just long enough to meet the characters and know what was going on. And then everything from like the abduction and all of that, that was just long enough as well, where it felt really real. But obviously there's this supernatural element to everything, but it, I feel like it meshed together so well, but they still had an interesting subplot because sometimes when you have movies like this, where someone's like in captivity or something, you kind of get bored by the side story when you leave the captivity. Right. You get bored by what's happening outside. I never felt like that in this. I was just as interested in what was happening out of his, you know, room mm -hmm. as what was happening with him inside. Right. And I know for some people, they didn't love how this movie, like the ending of this movie. I actually thought it was great. Oh, I, I love think this the movie ending. I thought it was super good. Solid. I think this movie is solid all the way throughout. I think we learned just enough about people. I didn't need a whole backstory about a bunch of people. I feel like just we hop into a moment of time. We we ride that moment and then we leave it. And I was pleased with the the leaving. Oh yeah. I was like, "Goodbye. Thank Absolutely. you." Absolutely. It just it came in it did what it wanted to do told its story and left and i was like that yeah. is exactly what i wanted from you black phone thank you very much it's also kind of like heart i don't know it kind of tugged on my heartstrings a little bit at some points mm -hmm. it was more emotional, emotional than i was expecting man. at some points also i will go back to something you said dark baby it's dark it it, it lighting wise <laughs> i ended up having to watch this on my phone because i was like i can't see a damn thing understandably so because this man this boy is is taken captive in a room for the majority of the movie it's not like he has a spotlight on him but i did end up having to watch it on my phone because i was trying to watch it during the day it just um, was not happening <laughs> no was not happening. All I could see was myself, my <laughs> reflection staring back in the TV, just distraught. I was like, oh, no. But once I watched it on my phone, it was great. That was good. <laughs> I, I, I got to see this one in theaters. And although you can't mm -hmm. do that at this point anymore unless you can find it somewhere, I will say the audience participation for this one was fantastic. I loved mm -hmm. watching this one in a theater just because the scare moments all hit. Everybody gasped mm -hmm. at the same times. Everybody got emotional at the same times. This movie really took all of us on a collective journey and like getting to do that in theaters is always fun. Uh, so mm -hmm. yeah, Black Phone, real good, real good. Really enjoyed that one. <laughs>
but speaking of uh, movies that were very enjoyable in theaters uh, going into July, there was only one. There was only one movie on anyone's mind, and that was Nope. Why did I think you were going to say, speaking of black? <laughs> speaking of black, it would have been an equally good segue, just for the record. I don't know why. It was like the way that you said it. I was like, where are we going? Where are we going with this? Because I knew Nope was coming. <laughs> but yeah, we got Nope in July, which I know a lot of people were were waiting for. Like, this yeah. was the event. Speaking the of people, we are the, the people. We were the ones yeah. waiting <laughs> Hi, I am people. And yes, I was waiting for Nope all basically all year from when it they first like teased it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and went in knowing really nothing about it, did a great job with the trailer, uh, where you really didn't know anything about the story. And now obviously we have a full episode on Nope, so we'll just give our brief likes, dislikes, and needless to say, we both liked this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh we both enjoyed it. The story is awesome it's so surprising at times it goes in a completely different way than you anticipate it to go and i think that that's awesome because i never really knew what was coming in this movie we have a brother sister dynamic in this one that i love which also black phone also i love the brother sister dynamic in that one you guys know i'm a sucker for a sibling relationship (laughs) i don't know what it is in these horror movies but sibling dynamics get me every freaking time um i love the one that we explore in this it's funny it's a western it's action it's horror i would say this is maybe the most genre like a full genre, genre, different genres that Jordan Peele has done horror wise. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, nope, it's a good time. Yeah, it's really fun, and I think at a base level, what the movie was really doing in terms of just a fun blockbuster sci-fi movie, really for black people to enjoy. I think it knocked it out of the park in that regard, but it also made the movie accessible to a lot of people. And I think one of the beauties of Jordan Peele and a lot of his works is it takes horror and it makes it digestible for a lot of modern audiences and a lot of people who don't typically watch horror slash thriller. So Nope being one of the biggest movies of this year was, I think, a big win for horror fans. But also it's also a big win that the movie was so goddamn good. And yeah, (laughs) like, again, we've already broken this movie down for almost two hours on our full episode this movie has been dissected at this point on the internet a thousand times so Mm -hmm. there's a plethora of nope information out there the main thing you need to know about nope is that it's dope go see it yeah true true go see it go check it out and yeah it's streaming now it's on like peacock or something so okay yeah if you guys want to see it it's right over there (laughs) for free for free minus the monthly payment but it's cheaper than the ticket so true true. (laughs) and then moving into august we have all the movies that did not want to compete with nope which were a couple (laughs) but there were some standouts in there um starting us off we did have bodies 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 uh the gen z whodunit uh thriller which you got to see for the first time finally yeah I love Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. (laughs) I really like this movie. I did. I don't know. I I 
This is one where when I saw the trailer, I did think I was going to like it, but I thought it could very easily go into corny territory. Mm-hmm. I thought this was good. I feel like they, the humor of it actually hit. I, and that is very hard with these movies where they're trying to write Gen Z style, like style, and they're trying to have these very specific Gen Z characters. It just does not normally work. It mm-hmm. normally falls really flat and feels like you can just imagine the like fifty year old man <laughs> at his desk writing out these things and you're like oh god but it worked in this one i think a lot of that hinges on the performances i think this cast is perfect like Mm -hmm. this cast to me everybody was perfect for their role and i feel like this movie was really great because it always kept that fun tone even when things were going wrong it always kept a fun tone but it with the way that the characters have been established, it made sense. You know what I mean? Like, it mm-hmm. never felt like, oh, we're not taking this seriously because this is a comedy. It more so felt like this is just the way these characters would react to this situation because everybody is written so differently. Yeah. Everybody is, you can understand that they are all connected in some way and you can tell that they mesh in some way, whether that be well or not well. But they all are so different character wise. And so I never questioned any of their decisions throughout this movie. I quite, I may have been like, Oh, that's probably the wrong choice, but it always made sense for the characters. Yeah. So I was just along for the ride and I was having mm-hmm. a good time. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good, it's a good fun movie. I was pleasantly surprised. I saw this one in theaters as well. And I went into it with low expectations. I didn't want to overhype it. But after watching, I was like, man, that was really funny. It was really solid. And like you said, all the character performances and the way the characters were written was just so well done. Um, The ending is hilarious, if not very dark. The only issue that I had with this movie was that although I liked the ending a lot, it did kind of slay the replayability for me. Um, So we'll see. I haven't checked it out since, but that first time through was an absolute blast. And if for whatever reason Bodies 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 wasn't on your radar, I would I would double think that because it's actually really good and really entertaining. I would check it out. Also, I hate I hate this, but I go absolutely feral when I hear 212 by Azealia Banks. (laughs) And when they started playing that song in this movie, oh my God, I was, I was in, I was hooked. They play that song. They play the full song about like 15 minutes in the movie. And I was like, oh bitch, I don't know. I couldn't, I was like, they got me, they got me, me. So I will say the music choices in this movie are also really good. Uh, But going into a more serious note, we also had a uh, kind of reboot slash revamp of a very popular franchise in Prey, which was a bit of a period piece take on the Predator franchise. And Mm -hmm. this one, again, another movie that was surprisingly really, really good. Prey was awesome. Prey was very, very fun. And surprisingly entertaining. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean like for a movie, Predator 
<laughs> the first Predator to me is also an entertaining movie. Mm-hmm. However, it's very action heavy. And so I always have to be in a very specific mood if I want to watch Predator. Um, and then I feel like as we get through the remainder of the series, it gets a little bit more serious, a little bit more dark. It kind of use, loses that fun kind of quality for me that the first one had and so and i saw the trailer for this one it looked really good but it still felt like it was going to be fairly serious and it is it is but there's something very satisfying about it in a way that feels really brisk and entertaining kind of in the same way that the first one did it's obviously not as like cheesy Mm -hmm. um but I think it's because it we're seeing the Predator in this new environment and we're seeing characters that we don't normally get to see. We're following a, prota- a protagonist who's like just the kind of person you want to root for mm-hmm. that I had a really fun time rooting for her yeah. in this movie. And so I was enjoying myself just as much as rooting for Arnold <laughs> in the first one. <laughs> And I haven't rooted for someone like that in a Predator movie in a really long time. That's fair. But they did such a good job, I think, of capturing the Predator essence while still taking on a bit more of a serious story, like you said. And also the fact that they put so much spotlight on the Comanche people and had such an involvement with them in the creation of this movie is also to be praised as well. Um, I think Predator fans across the board uh, will really enjoy Prey. It's... It's a great time. It's a great action film, but it still has some great emotional points as well. Uh, Check it out if you haven't yet. But also, we had a a sequel that nobody asked for, but we kind of all enjoyed in Orphan First Kill. Yeah. Orphan First Kill came back and they said, "Ah, we're doing a prequel. And everyone said, what? How? (laughs) And And why? (laughs) And And you know what? Yeah, I enjoyed this prequel. I this Orphan First Kill is is much more fun than the original Orphan. It's not <laughs> the original Orphan is a great movie, but oh, does it piss me off? Just because <laughs> everything that happens in that movie is so frustrating. As an audience member who knows what's happening, yeah, you're so frustrated. The way that this story unfolds. I think is a funner way of dealing with the Esther story than the first one was. Mm -hmm. And the first one's a little bit more dark and grim and sad. And the way that that family kind of deals with her. (laughs) And this one is a little bit more like satisfying. Yeah. And I enjoyed that. Like I was like, yeah, I could go back and rewatch this one. The first one, I don't just pop that bad boy on <laughs> when I'm in the mood for a horror movie because that one's going to put my blood pressure up. That's but fair. this one, I could rewatch. Yeah, because I mean, this one has so many twists and turns that are just so much fun to follow. Isabel Furman coming to reprise her role was honestly awesome because not only is she older and a bit more experienced, I think just a bit more grounded in that character. It kind of worked out that she came back and reprised it when she was older because she fit the mold of the character Esther a lot better mm-hmm. uh, just due to having the actual age similarity there. So that was really fun to see. Again, it was a C, or a C prequel that we did not 
ever expect or think that we were going to get, I think, for the most part. Uh, but surprisingly good and surprisingly fun. So if you were an Orphan fan, check out First Kill as well. You'll have a mm-hmm. you'll probably have a better time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least emotionally speaking. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> uh, but also, again, August was pretty stacked. There were a couple other movies that we didn't get to see or cover um, with Beast coming out. We had Idris Elba fighting a lion. That was fun. Love that. <laughs> Uh, the invitation, which a little vampire story that didn't sit well with too, too many people. Um, and then we also had they, them, which was the Kevin Bacon pick that people were looking for. And then no one spoke of ever again after it came out. (laughs) We have not heard anything about that since, but if anybody has watched that, please let us know your thoughts. Cause I honestly, nobody has said anything. I haven't seen anybody say anything about it. Nobody's talking about it. (laughs) And we are going into September, which is a big boy. Mm-hmm. September was chock full of stuff, yeah. of, of like heavy hitters, actually. It, it really um, did feel like everyone paused in July yeah. for no, And then August, September, we're like, we're all dropping our movies. They were like, we got to get these out. No, 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 no. <laughs> and they did. And they did. So September um, hit us again with some movies that had been pretty wide, like pretty hyped for the majority of the year. Um, the first one that I think was the one that I heard a lot about was Smile, mm-hmm. which came out in September. And Smile was another one that I missed and I rewatched rewatched i keep saying that i'm sorry i lie (laughs) i watched it for the first time and smile was one that i remember us both being a little hesitant about because we said not this damn smile not the smile again not Not that truth or dare looking (laughs) grin Truth or Dare looking ass because we we had we had just done an episode on Truth or Dare where that was the whole thing is that smile. Now I will say in Smile it seemed much more natural, mm-hmm. but that was kind of all they were hyping for a while is this creepy smile. The movie itself is is good. It's not my favorite. I mm-hmm. I liked it, particularly Sosie Bacon is. Her performance in this, I think, is fantastic. Mm -hmm. It is really carrying this movie because she's doing a great job. I feel like as as a protagonist, she is really she's just really easy to follow and to root for. I feel like she's a good balance of being freaked out by the situation, but also being kind of proactive with the situation Mm -hmm. so i enjoyed watching her and honestly the creepy smile thing works in this movie because it's just the people it's just the actor smiling it's now digitally altered type of situation Mm -hmm. so that works thank (laughs) god for that (laughs) so that works really well and the jump scares are pretty successful in this movie i will say for a movie that is kind of treading ground that we've seen a lot with this kind of entity that's after you. You have a certain amount of days. It gets passed on. Those are elements that we've seen in a lot of horror movies at this point. For a movie that is rehashing those and kind of spinning them, I liked what they did. I Mm -hmm. actually thought, I think that they were still really scary and they still managed to somehow make that feel really scary despite the fact that that's not a new thing. 
But I will say, I feel like sometimes the it hinged on the jump scares. It mm. kind of relied mm -hmm. on the jump scares. And so we would have a lot of moments where the story wasn't necessarily progressing. These scenes were just in there specifically for jump scares. Right. And if that's the kind of movie that you're wanting, then that's that's perfect and that's great. But I will say at times for me, it felt a little bit long as okay. a result. Okay. Which, thank you for saying that because I feel more validated now. Um, I've, I've <laughs> talked about this movie so much this year because this has been one of the more popular ones at least in like everyday mm -hmm. conversation for me i saw this with a large group of people and i gotta be honest me and, an and another friend we were the two that just did not like this movie and mm. it wasn't because it was a bad movie i i will also blanket it with that i don't think smile is a bad movie i just think it's very generic if you've seen a lot of horror movies and because it's just so jump scare heavy, if that is not your thing and if that's not what you're checking for, it does really slow the pace of this movie down. And there are a lot of good things and I can see how people enjoy this one as like a bit of like a popcorn uh, horror mm -hmm. movie. It's a, it's a great theater experience. Don't get me wrong. It's just, it, like you said, it wove a lot of old ideas together in a succinct and um, complete way, but it didn't do anything new for me. And I think that's what I was missing during my watch. And so this whole time, every time I talk to people, everyone else seems to really love Smile. I've heard mm -hmm. raving reviews about Smile. So I always thought that I was the problem. So it, again, <laughs> it, it's a little refreshing to hear someone else be like, it was good, but it wasn't like their favorite thing. Yeah. I was I was truly being like, maybe it's just a me thing. Maybe me and my <laughs> friend are the only two people that didn't enjoy this movie. Yeah. Um, no. And yeah, I mean, it's it's good. It It's it's successful. I, there's some really cool like um, shots. Mm -hmm. I, I kind of love stylistically what they did with this movie. It was treading new ground in that way. I think maybe if. I had been more in the mood for a movie like this because it is so specific. Like it, it is taking such specific elements from other movies that I just am not in the mood to recheck out um, at the moment. And so watching all of those elements in this one movie, I was like, hmm, I like this, but it's a bit long. It was just, it felt too long for me. Mm -hmm. uh, there were times when I was wondering where we were going to go from there. And I will say, I like the ending of it. Uh, I think the story as a whole is, you know, is, is a good story. And I like kind of the, the flipping on the head of this character who was like a, a psycho, a psychiatrist kind of starts to feel what her patients have been feeling. I thought that was, I thought that was like fun to watch. I, that's why I like her character so much, but then everybody around her, I was just like, I don't know. Why are you guys? Oh, you guys are driving me crazy. And then, <laughs> Oh, but we got our boy that I can see clearly now. The rain, <laughs> rain is gone. gone. <laughs> <laughs> our boy's back. And he's a police officer now. <laughs> wow. But yeah, that was fun to see. I don't I I hope one day I'm sorry to him. One day I'm not gonna refer to you as the I can see clearly now the rain has gone, man. <laughs> but for now, I I'm still there. 
True, true. Also, this is a quick. <laughs> hey, Jesse T. Usher, man. Look, you. <laughs> you keep playing these characters that I don't like. I want to like you, but damn it, A Train and now this. Come on. Yeah. We need the next character needs to be somebody lovable that we all just want to hug, man, because this yeah. one wasn't it. <laughs> Couldn't you know, stand the fiance. They, they say the people who play assholes are usually the nicest people in real life. So he's probably a sweetheart. But oh, I'm oh sure my gosh. he's a sweetheart. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think that was the only time I we did not. Me and Roshane did not discuss these movies at all. We were not you know like texting our thoughts back and forth but the only thing i did text him is watching smile now and when i say i was like i can't stand the fiance for real for real because <laughs> he was pissing me off oh yeah i said he pissing me off for real for real i said the fiance ain't shit because he was getting to me i was like this man <laughs> smile him let's smile him i the, the whole time just Girl, if you don't get this smile on his ass, like, come on. <laughs> Look, but, all I'm yeah. saying is, Jesse, I want to root for you, my guy. I do. But these characters, man, hard to hard to stand behind them. Yeah. I, he popped up on the scene. I said, oh, cool. Okay, cute. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> Love this for us. And then 10 minutes later, I was ready to send this man back. I said, you know what? <laughs> He's defective. Get a new one. Because I can't stand him um but yeah yeah he he played that he played the role he did what he needed to do um but <laughs> talking about characters that we can't stand um we also saw barbarian come mm -hmm. out this month we did that, what a <laughs> surprise of a movie that was i think that was probably the what the fuck movie of the year just because of the twist which we you probably at this point know what the twist is it's been out long enough but mm -hmm. regardless once it hits you in the movie it hits you i mm -hmm. don't think you're at least i wasn't expecting that shit when i when i saw it the first time and this no. movie takes some wild i mean wild twists and turns throughout it but mm -hmm. i still really liked it like i really 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 enjoyed barbarian I did too, you know. I actually really liked this movie once again more than I thought that I was going to because I really didn't have any feelings one way or the other about this movie from the trailer. It mm -hmm. looked interesting, but I was like, I don't know. It was it was way better than I thought. Also, this was the year where no horror movie could be less than an hour and a half. Like almost every <laughs> single one of these movies clocks in an hour 45 and I'm like, Let's bring back the 90 minute. <laughs> the keep it cute, keep it classy 90 minute horror movie. Nah, Not we're in the three act saga now. <laughs> yeah, we're in the we need an intermission saga, <laughs> particularly on one of these movies we're going to be talking about here soon. But Barbarian, I liked this movie. I, um, I feel like this movie did a really good job of flipping expectations on its head. Like, not even just with the twist, but you have Bill Skarsgård in this movie. I feel like at this point in time, you would see him and think he was probably going to play the villain. Mm -hmm. um, and he's not. And then you have Justin Long, who I associate with these really sweet, nice characters. And he's kind of a douchebag in this movie. <laughs> he is the man I was referring to when I said hating characters. Um, and it's kind of cool to see them be so different than what I was expecting because honestly it kind of made it in the movie where you're like you really don't ever know what they're 
intentions are, what they're going right. to do, how they're going to be. Um, and I feel like that is because we kind of associate them with these past roles that they've had. And, and then in this one, they get to kind of tap into something that I'm not used to seeing them play. So like that aspect was fun. I really enjoyed Tess as a character. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like she was a really interesting character for me to follow because there were times when she was doing things and I would think in my head, like question her yeah, motives. Why are you but, doing that? But then at the same time, I feel like they did a really good job of making everything feel motivated. Even when yeah. she was doing things that I was like, girl, what are you doing? They did a good job of making it i understood where she was coming from even if i didn't agree i always understood where she was coming from Mm -hmm. and i really liked that aspect because it is it can be hard with movies to motivate decisions where you're you know that the character has to make a stupid decision and for some reason they kind of nailed it for me in this movie i know that's not gonna be i know that's not gonna be true for everybody i know that honestly probably the choices of these characters are going to be a huge annoyance for a lot of people. And honestly, I could see why, because Mm -hmm. it is frustrating. But I will say, if you take the story as a whole, everything kind of makes sense. Yeah. It, it checks out. It it does. It It checks out in the end. Don't go back in their energy, but like, let's be real. You want to see them go back in there and it does justify that um that mindset several times mm-hmm. over where i thought the same thing where like tess was grating on my nerves so i was like stop doing these things but i yeah. understand why you're doing these things yeah i just don't want anything bad to happen to you so get out of danger yeah i care about you <laughs> i want to <laughs> see the best for you um this is another movie that balances really well the before and the after so mm-hmm. before the events and after the events because it does a great job of letting us allowing us to care about our characters before everything pops off because once things pop off it's going it is going going gone like Mm -hmm. there's no time (laughs) so i do think that they did a good spacing of this movie i enjoyed the twist i love the musical score of this a lot of like uh acoustic acoustic acoustic-y sounds in this Mm -hmm. movie but it matches the tone perfect I th- <laughs> there's just one thing i noticed in this movie is i was like the music in this is really cool it's all instrumental but mm-hmm. it fits the movie very very well um and i liked the ending of this movie i feel like it ended it how i would have wanted it to end and there's an interesting um kind of undercurrent topic of like the how women kind of approach situations and how they handle situations in versus like how men approach and handle situations that i feel like was they weave in really well it's not so apparent that it hits you over the head but it's obvious enough that you're like okay like that's a cool kind of topic and a cool way of of bleeding that into the decisions that are made within this film. Like, I thought that that was cool. I enjoyed that aspect of it. Oh, yeah, so, absolutely. So, yeah, Bar- Barbarian was kind of a surprise a surprise hit for me. Mm-hmm. Same here, same here. Um, but you know what wasn't a surprise hit for me, though? 
What? Motherfucking Pearl. Oh, oh I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pearl's Dude, great. Pearl, I love Pearl so much. What a fun movie. And now I'm excited because I haven't gotten to hear any of your thoughts on Pearl. Um, but I will say really quickly, really enjoyable. Again, already a Mia Goth stand, but her performance in this movie, absolutely stellar. In my opinion, Oscar worthy, but I know it's a personal opinion. <laughs> that's just my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But no, really well done, especially for a movie that that came out um, in the s- same year as another movie in the franchise. Really well done. Still told a great story that I think expands the universe. And although I'm still deciding which of the two movies I enjoyed more, I enjoyed both of them at least equally in the fact that i just love them like they're really good Mm. yeah pearl was fantastic i think it might be one of my favorite movies of the year it was so great yeah not (laughs) my favorite but one of them one One of them them. that's that's okay that's okay i just loved the everything is so like vivid technicolor it feels so it's the the feeling of this like whimsy this is an old school like oh it's the wizard of oz kind Mm -hmm. of feeling but then with this violence underneath it i just i feel like it just makes the film always feel light but scary at the same time and the thing about it is we go into it already knowing pearl and what she will become but for some reason, seeing it and like seeing it play out made me appreciate the Pearl and the Howard of X more. Yeah. Because honestly, in X, Pearl and Howard were I had some com- some like negatives to right. say about some of the things that they did. But then after seeing Pearl, I was like, okay, that actually tracks. Like I, I feel like now I understand some of the things they did a lot more, and it makes me accept them more Mm -hmm. and like i like what they do in that movie now because of pearl and so i think mia goth's performance is insane like it's just so good like the story that this movie has it really for a lot of it is kind of just a dark comedy and so you're just kind of along for the ride with pearl Mm -hmm. and I don't know. I loved that. Like, I loved the (laughs) character study of Pearl and just following her day to day and and seeing her kind of struggling internally with this feeling that she should be that she deserves more than what she has. Right. And how that like finally snaps. I don't know. It was fascinating to watch. Like, I I was just I was just (laughs) enthralled the whole time by everything that was happening because it's just like you don't obviously you don't understand why she does the things she does because she obviously is doing horrible things mm-hmm. but you understand pearl like you you by the end of this you understand her as a human being yeah you don't understand the, the choices that she makes and i loved that yeah absolutely and also that monologue oh yeah i could watch that a thousand times over so Bro. good 
every single acting student at, at their college is going to do that <laughs> right. for some Yo, like acting for the, the camera class of every <laughs> acting teacher for the next year and a half <laughs> oh my god they're going to be like pearl again <laughs> <laughs> what is a prize <laughs> But no, this movie was awesome. I loved it. Nice. I loved Hell it. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. I enjoyed it. Um, but we had one more movie that came out this month, uh, Hocus Pocus 2. Mm-hmm. Another sequel as well. Um, came out straight to Disney Plus this month. And uh, I liked this movie. I honestly, here's the thing. Nothing is ever gonna... There's this nostalgic factor to those movies that we grew up with, but it's more than that. It's it's a product of the times. It's it's You're never going to have... Even movies that come out now and they're like, we're about the 90s. They're never going to feel like the 90s. You're going to know it's a modern movie trying to be in the 90s. It's just, it's just the way it is because... It's just you can't recreate that feeling. Right. You can recreate the look, but you're you're not going to recreate that feeling. So I knew Hocus Pocus 2 wasn't going to be the same as the first one. Of course. And I was okay with that. I was okay with that. I honestly feel like I love my the thing I enjoyed the most about this one is the new group that we have, like our main protagonists in this one. I liked them. I really enjoyed them. I enjoyed them just as much as I enjoyed our original group in the first one. Hocus Pocus 2, once again, is another one that has upped the running time. It's much, not much longer, but it's longer than the first one. Um, so it doesn't feel as brisk like pacing wise as the first one did. Mm-hmm. However, because it's longer, they are they now are able to bring in some side characters that like we wouldn't have been able to have in the first one. I really enjoyed the side characters. I thought they were a lot of fun. Um the Sanderson sisters, it's so nice to see them back. At times it feels like they are trying to pull on that like, oh, remember this from the first one? Which it's fine. I I didn't need it, but I understand why it's in there. <laughs> I think that the biggest issue with this one is that the bits go on too long. Okay. Um, they will have these comedic moments that they feel like they need to make into full segments that didn't need to be segments. They really could have been like one off little hit a joke here and keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Um because that's what's good about the first one, I think, is the there is this feeling of, oh, like old people in a new land and they're like trying to discover like 90s technology. And that is really fun, but it moves quickly. Like everything moves into another thing. It's like, oh, the bus is what's a bus? And then they get on the bus and that leads them to the next place. Right. Whereas here it's like, oh, we're going to go into a Walgreens and we're going to be in there for forever. But it's like the Walgreens really doesn't lead to anything mm. kind of a thing. If yeah. that makes sense. We're just at a Walgreens. <laughs> we're just at a Walgreens because we are. <laughs> um, so those I think that the humor denoise hit in that way, mainly because they milked it for way longer than it it, the the cow was dry you know what i mean like there's no more milk we stopped talking like that's how it felt sometimes but i i don't know i thought it was fun i know a lot of people who their kids love 
this movie. And mm-hmm. I think if nothing else, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad that the new generation has a Hocus Pocus that feels special to them. Because let's face it, not every kid is going to watch the original Hocus Pocus and relate to it because they didn't grow up in the 90s like they're gonna (laughs) like they might like it but this movie to them is what the 90s one felt like to us because they will relate to the things they see in this movie and i think that that's awesome i think if you go in with that mindset and not go in thinking that like it needs to be as good as the 90s one Mm -hmm. you will enjoy this a a lot more so yeah i think i think it was fun it was heartwarming to me very nice yeah i feel like that may too also inspire uh, kids to maybe check out the original as well if they mm-hmm. really enjoyed Hocus Pocus 2 maybe they'll go back and watch the original um, now mm-hmm. I did not get a chance to watch Hocus Pocus 2 I was a little busy in September with the other movies however <laughs> from what you've said and from what I've heard I do still want to check it out I am interested to see in this like n- new generation of Hocus Pocus um, mm-hmm. but we we also had one more movie this month which I don't think either of us got to see but did get a lot of buzz, which was Don't Worry Darling. Although this is more of a psychological thriller, we still thought we'd throw it in as a mention just because a lot of people were talking about this one. And moving into the sacred month of October, um, surprisingly not that many releases, but we did have some big notable ones. Um, the first one being a reboot on the Hellraiser franchise, which I know both of us finally got to check out uh, for this mm-hmm. episode. Uh, what did you think? How did you feel about it? Okay. So as a Hellraiser fan, mm-hmm. the original Hellraiser and Hellraiser 2, very good as well. Um, I liked this one. I think its strongest points are I loved the puzzle box. Mm. I like mm-hmm. that it had the different configurations. That That's design not something was so that we- cool super cool and we didn't get to see that in the first one the first one it was basically like a rubik's cube but mm-hmm. you kind of like fingered in the middle and you solved it <laughs> so it was like everybody's gonna solve this <laughs> but i like the the puzzle box i love the design of the cenobites in this one yeah. because I think they were really, they did a great job of differentiating themselves from the original, um, and but still keeping elements where you see them and you go, those are Cenobites. I recognize them. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to see Chatterer. You know, we get to see um, Pinhead or the Hell Priest. And mm-hmm. they have enough of a similar design that you're like, Okay, yeah, but they're different. So it just feels like this is a different version of the Cenobites. And I loved that. They like, all their designs are so cool. And it's all skin. It's Mm -hmm. not leather anymore. It's like all of their skin has been pulled to look like clothes. And it looks freaking wicked. It looks so cool. I love their design. (laughs) The design is so awesome. So cool. Um, I think that the, like the punishments that we do get to see in this i enjoyed that because Mm -hmm. honestly that's kind of what i want from hellraiser i want gore i want blood i want that that stuff like come on give me the pain yeah you you say you have sites to show me show me you know (laughs) like that's what i come to hellraiser for and so i think what we do get to see in this one it's i like i i think that they do some really cool stuff with the people with people kind of getting like sucked into that world 
the visuals of that is so cool. I, I and I think that that's something that they built upon from from the original series. I think my only con, as far as the the characters go, I do like them. I but I do feel like I do feel like it goes from being a single character to like an ensemble story kind of. Mm -hmm. But I'm not super wild about the way that that's split up, if that makes yeah. sense. Because like it, it, it feels a little uneven, right? Like yeah. We spend a lot of time with like our main character and then when the other characters get involved, it's like we just haven't had enough time with you guys to like yeah. really pull you into this narrative um i hear what you're saying i don't think you're wrong by any means yeah. i just like there was enough happening that i feel like my attention was um being uh drawn to other things mm -hmm. um i will say i think my favorite aspect of this uh of this hellraiser is the fact that if you've never seen hellraiser but you watch this one you will get everything from the Hellraiser franchise that you need to. Yeah. Like, it'll give you all of the vibes that you will go to a Hellraiser to check for. Yeah. But also, if you have seen the original, there's so much to appreciate because you can tell that they pulled from the source material that Clive Barker was giving us and really, like, took that and put it into a new into a new story in a new mm -hmm. world and so it's like i love the duality of this movie in that way where it's mm -hmm. like for new people it very much introduces you into the franchise but for old fans there's enough callbacks and enough things to appreciate that you can just watch it and be like oh shit yeah that's so and so from the from the og um so yes. it was just i kind of knew it was going to be good i'll be honest i went into this one with a bit higher of expectations and they were met. Like, I really enjoyed the new Hellraiser. Yeah, I did too. I had a really, I really liked it. Like, I'll probably rewatch this one quite, quite a bit because mm -hmm. it's, it's all of the elements of Hellraiser that I love. Like, they, they hit them. They hit the important points for me. With mm -hmm. a little bit of an added uneasiness that I've not felt previously where in this one, the victims are much more randomized and much more unwilling participants in the situation. So you really, at least I did, like I really felt for them and I really felt like, oh, this could be me. This could be kind of anybody who is really unaware of the situation going on and gets pulled into this, which added a creepiness to torture and the Cenobites that I didn't hadn't previously like really latched on to the performances are also really good like when people are screaming in this one i felt the pain <laughs> like i was like oh shit <laughs> like i felt it so i was a big fan <laughs> yeah a another franchise that i think n maybe not a lot of people were privy of before this year that got a lot of buzz though was the Terrifier franchise, because we had Terrifier 2 come out in October mm -hmm. as well, which for a movie with no major studio backing made a fat bag in the mm -hmm. uh, in the theaters. But also, um, I think it has now started to revive a possible cult following for this franchise, because I had never seen a Terrifier before this. And now mm -hmm. I've seen both of them. And I get it. 
I get it. I get the appeal. Yeah. I understand why people enjoy these movies so much. Like Art the Clown is a strong enough antagonist, I think, that he carries both of these movies very well. A lot of it is just kind of like following his carnage and massacre. Um, but at that same time, he still finds a way to differentiate himself from the other big names that we're used to and Jason, Michael, and all these because like he has the power of hyperviolence with the non-rating mm -hmm. of this movie. Art gets to go ham on these people. And that's something that we, I think, conceptualize with some of the other big villains. But actually seeing a villain do it, that is different. Is wild. <laughs> yeah, is wild. Because that's the thing about it is art the clown and i think specifically the terrifier series because art was a character previously to right. the terrifier movies but i think particularly now that these movies have been made we have introduced this hyper violence that is now inherent with this character and so if nothing else from the first one to the second one having a bigger budget meant bigger bloodshed and i think that's what a lot of people were going in well, people who knew what they were going in for mm -hmm. were expecting, because I'm sure a lot of people went to see this movie and didn't quite didn't know. know what was going <laughs> to happen and probably got a rude awakening. Because, yeah, you you have a character who is so, like, finds so much joy in the violence. It's not about killing people. It's about, like, torturing people and making that a joke and making that fun and silly. And so... If you're not into that, these movies are not going to be for you at no, all because no, no, it's no, no, no. the it's basically the the reason to to like see these movies is because you want this over the top blood and gore. Yeah. And I mean Terrifier 2 delivers on that. They definitely <laughs> definitely does what it's what it says it's going to do. I will say this movie to me is I think it's better than the first one. Mm -hmm. I think that the story is better. I think that there are some really cool choices that have been made in this, particularly like with the dream sequence. I thought that was really cool. Mm -hmm. I I like the the color palette in this one is is kind of leans into the 80s, which I feel like weirdly fit <laughs> this, yeah, this it's got this theme. like retro vibe to yeah, it yeah and it works for it mm -hmm. works for the movie also i think that our main character in this one i enjoy so i enjoy her especially in comparison to the first one but just in general i think that she is i like following her i think she's smart i think that she is has a lot of like layers surprisingly um and it's really nice to see a character who can kind of put art like back him into a corner in a way yeah because i will say sometimes movies like this can get a little bit tiring when you're like there's nothing that can stop this person it's mm -hmm. kind of the same way as the as the Jason movies go on and he becomes like <laughs> superhuman that they have to start thinking of all these things to kill him. And, and you start with art being 
he is not human. Like you start with that aspect. So you really have to find a way to go from there. And I think that they did a good job in this one. Also yeah. too, the, they look like siblings. Whoever did the casting for this movie, they, they, the brother and sister look like they're related. I was, I was quite, quite <laughs> in, like, I was like, are they related? I had to look it up. I, cause I, I was like, ain't no way. They look like brother and sister. They do. They do. But I agree with you. I think Sienna makes a very strong final girl. By the end of it, like I was rooting for her as a newbie to the franchise. Again, I understand the appeal to him. I like what's being done here. You know, always shout out to filmmakers just going out there and being like, I'm going to go make my thing the way that I want to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with Terrifier 2, outside of the um, the upgrade in gore, I do think this leaning into the fantastical and like adding in this supernatural fantasy element to it kind of helps make it digestible it's still not going to be for everybody like this level of gore is only for people who can handle it yeah but i think coating all of it with this kind of like retro fantasy almost like D esque energy allows things to play out on screen better because you know that this is a different reality that this stuff is not based in reality because i think if it was it would be too much. But because yeah. you know that you're kind of going through a fantasy scenario here, it allows you to sit through some of these more gruesome moments. Mm-hmm. And again, they are, are gruesome. gruesome. Granted, yeah. the people fainting and all that stuff that were on the headlines may be a bit exaggeration, but I think the part that was not exaggerated was how extreme this gore actually mm-hmm. is. Because it's in it it's intense. Oh yeah, it's it's a bloodbath for sure. Um, this movie's too long. <laughs> yeah, it's that's the only way thing. Too long. Like, it's long. It's a it long. It is one. two hours and eighteen minutes long. And oh my god, did it not need to be? Not to <laughs> not to say that it couldn't have been like an hour forty five or something. I honestly think that would have been the sweet spot for this movie. Um, because that's that's the thing is you get these two stories you have art story and then you have sienna's story so you have two movies happening in one movie that's why it's so long because you have these long sequences with art basically making someone a jack-o'-lantern and so you're watching (laughs) that for like five minutes and then you have to go back to sienna for five minutes and you keep hopping back and forth i really think this movie could have been shaved off cut it down and like just tighten up some of the stuff because I did feel the length about mm-hmm. an hour into it. I, I was like, okay, I feel like it's been an hour Yo, and I, I know I, that I still have an hour <laughs> and 18 minutes left. I feel you. Absolutely. The only like devil's advocate to that I'll add is that having some, uh, some time in between the kills is kind of nice because it lets you kind of decompress what you just saw mm-hmm before you have to go and take in another level of extreme violence. So that part was nice, but absolutely agree. This movie stretches and Mm -hmm. like, there are things that definitely could have been cut out that for creative reasons, they didn't cut out, which is fine. Again, make your movie how you want to make it. You just do feel that length. That's yeah. Yeah. And I will say, so originally for when we, we've discussed Terrifier a little bit before you had seen it, I said that it was not one that I would ever really recommend because I honestly am not a huge fan of the first Terrifier, mainly because I just feel like the story is 
not there. It's not really yeah. a story. It's just things that happen. And I didn't like that. I felt like it was like, if you're just going to have a violent, gory film, then that's fine. But I didn't have any interest in everything that happened in between the kills. I will say for this one, I think that they improved on that. I actually care mm -hmm. for the story. So the kills to me are just, you know, like moments in time that lead it along. But I think the story itself is the the thing here that I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I like this. So if I was going to recommend a Terrifier, I would recommend Terrifier too. And then because it's a, it's connected to the first one a little bit, but you could go into Terrifier 2 and like figure it out along the way. Um, yeah. if, I, if you have to choose one or the other, I would say watch this one um, because the story is, is leaps and bounds better for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> but it is October, guys, and it's halloween ends time <laughs> you guys know we covered this in our halloween-a-thon actually we had like a full episode on halloween ends so mm -hmm. if you want to hear our full in-depth thoughts on that then please go check that out um but just is just a quick little tidbit mm, we were we felt about the same about it i'll say i was a little bit harsher on it i was not as big a fan of halloween ends it is not a bad story but it to me it's a bad ending <laughs> mm -hmm. that's and that's totally fair for me it was definitely an upgrade from halloween kills not the best ending overall but i did fight for the movie a little bit thinking mm -hmm. that there were certain aspects of it that were better than people were giving it credit for um however understand why people are a little bit upset about this one but it was still fun for me. Like it, it, it had its moments and it was enjoyable at times. But again, if you want to hear the full lengthy thoughts on that, we have a full episode on that one as mm -hmm. well. But winding down the year, we're moving into November, which only had a couple entries, but some notable ones as well. Um, a big one for a lot of people, although not a movie, but a series Wednesday came out to massive numbers on Netflix in November, and I think pretty general appeal overall. People seem to really uh, enjoy this take on the Adams Family. Mm -hmm. Jenna Ortega, back in action. Back at it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, overall, I really enjoyed the amount of Wednesday that I've gotten to see. I haven't finished the entire series yet. I'm like 75% of the way through. But everything I've seen so far, I've really enjoyed. I think the energy of it is in the right spot. I think they captured the magic of what is the Adams family and following all of them. And having Wednesday just be the lead character of it, I think was a smart choice. She's an interesting character to follow around. And I like the kind of Nancy Drew energy of the show. And so, like, I understand why it took off the way that it did. Um, I'm excited to finish that series along with check out what happens in the next season of it uh, but if you haven't checked out wednesday and you love the adams family definitely definitely give that one a watch um, but along with wednesday in terms of movies we had the menu come out this month which is a little bit more of a thriller but we still thought we'd have it on the list um, i got to see this one in theaters and i really enjoy it I think that if you've ever worked in the food industry, you will really enjoy it. <laughs> and the mystery aspect of it is really strong. And I do think as you watch the movie and watch things unfold, you get told a intriguing story 
and um, you find out some things about the characters that you do not expect. And I think for that reason alone, it's a fun ride. Uh, and I definitely recommend people check out the menu if they haven't yet. And we also had the release of Bones and All, uh, which is a movie that I have been pretty excited for. I have not gotten a chance to see it yet. However, I am actually reading the book that it's based on, hmm. um, and I really enjoy it so far. I'm kind of a sucker for um, like a romance or romance story, and then you throw horror in it and i'm very intrigued so <laughs> i'm really excited i will probably finish the book first before i watch the movie okay. but i've heard really good things about it it's gotten really good reviews the movie has mm -hmm. gotten really good reviews and so far it looks like it's kind of killing it so yeah. yeah i'm definitely definitely gonna be checking that one out same and lastly coming in to december uh, it did get a little bit quiet. Granted, we have been fed a lot this year, but Christmas, we only get, had a couple. Um, Violent Night was an action film, but I think was kind of like the bloody Santa film of this month. And I don't think either of us got to see it, but it's been getting really good reviews. Everyone that I've talked to who's, who's seen it has really enjoyed it. Um, and so granted, we're now kind of out of the Christmas holiday season, but if you're still itching for a little bit more Santa, Violet Night could be up your alley. But if you want something a little bit more on the horror side of Santa, there is also Christmas Bloody Christmas, which although didn't get quite as good reviews, is still a hack and slash Christmas movie for those who are interested. Now, Erica, I think you actually got to see Christmas Bloody Christmas, mm -hmm. right? I did. I did. Um, Christmas Bloody Christmas is fine. It's, mm -hmm. it's, I like the colors once again, like the color scheme they have going on with all the lights. It's kind of runs rampant through this movie as far as them using like Christmas lights to light everything. And it looks cool. I like that. The killer Santa is a robot, which is good in the sense of he's kind of unstoppable but gets a little boring after a while okay. because there's no personality or anything to him and he mainly has like one way of killing and so i think it just i'm realizing now for holiday horror movies the more creative the killer itself is i think the more fun i have with them and although it's cool because he kind of like he, the design of the santa as he's kind of going through and getting hurt throughout and he becomes more robot it actually gets better as the movie goes on okay. but when he's just the santa it's a it's a little bit gets just a little bit stagnant for me um yeah i don't know this movie is not one that i could see myself going back to it is not a bad movie not a bad holiday horror movie but it almost feels like it could have just been anything like it mm. didn't have to be a santa you know what i mean like it okay. could have just been a robot and it could take place at any time of the year and there's like christmas lights and stuff so it is Christmas, but it didn't feel like it, if okay. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a lot of time with the characters. The first 25 minutes of this is just the characters, like having a little chit chat, having a little conversation. 
Um, so you get to know a lot about them, but you're not going to particularly like them. So that is kind of <laughs> a toss up. You learn a lot about them, but you don't want to. So that's another thing where you're like, oh, well, that's too bad. I think that honestly, if there were maybe more people that were part of our main group that mm -hmm. just kind of got uh, killed off, I would have enjoyed it more. Um, but it's not really how it plays out. So it's on Shudder. It's only like an hour and 25 minutes. It is past the holidays, so I can't see you wanting to watch this now. But if Christmas rolls, when Chris, if Christmas rolls around again, okay. <laughs> okay, Doomsday, Erica. <laughs> when Christmas rolls around again. Um, yeah, I, it's not like a bad a bad horror movie but it's not a strong holiday horror movie so like it'll scratch that itch for you but you might still be a little itchy when it finishes <laughs> thank you for that <laughs> 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 but uh that is actually gonna conclude it for uh 2022 and all the horror movies that came out um, a couple that we didn't cover, but just to mention, um, there was a Jeepers Creepers re reboot this year mm -hmm. that didn't do too well, but still no. did get released. Yes, with no involvement by Vic uh, with uh, Victor Salva, by the way. Yeah. He is not involved at not all. Not involved so in any way. You can check this out and not, you know, knowing that, but... It might it's not a good movie apparently so i don't know <laughs> i don't know if you want to check it out but you can <laughs> yeah and then another movie that came out this year that got a lot of buzz but then similarly to they them got real quiet after release was firestarter um mm. which we briefly kind of talked about nearer to its release um we didn't watch it but it seems like it was okay i i can't yeah. tell yet again there wasn't that much information on it However, that was a release that we also wanted to include on this list. But yeah, 2022, real good year for horror. Uh, a <laughs> yeah. lot of great stuff came out. Um, I think the direction that we're going in terms of like streaming stuff, reboots, but also original content has been phenomenal. I like that we've gotten a little bit of everything. And I'm honestly really excited looking at 2023 in terms of mm -hmm. like where this genre is going to evolve into yeah me too i mean this last year just left a great taste in my mouth so i'm going into <laughs> the new year feeling good about it <laughs> um did you have a particular favorite movie from this year Ooh, uh, ah gosh i mean pearl for sure okay was was up there um, but I would say for one, maybe because I did mention that, but maybe one that I didn't say was would be, gosh, I would put maybe either Bodies, Bodies, Bodies or The Black Phone. Oh, I yeah. I feel like really, like I really enjoyed those. Okay. So I'd throw those up there as well. Nice, nice. I think... I would say, um, as far as like my movie theater experiences go, I still got to give it up to Nope. Like that was mm -hmm. an experience in itself. Um, but if I was going to pick my favorite, I got to cheat a little bit and say X and Pearl, the combination of mm. the two of them. This franchise has me in a chokehold. Yeah. I am counting the days until we get Maxine. Um, but dude, I, I was blown out of the water by both of these movies. 
Um, and I'm just looking forward to see what we have in the trilogy. Like, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I think X and Pearl, probably my, my, my faves of 2022. Nice. Heck yeah. But also, <laughs> lastly, uh, if you are looking forward to some horror in 2023, we do have a couple announcements so far going into the new year. Uh, Megan will be coming to us in January, which I know a lot of people are checking for because we've been seeing advertisements everywhere for it. Um, Mm -hmm. But along with that, we have Infinity Pool coming out, which is coming to us from the son of Cronenberg, which also has Mia Goth. So, you know, I'm going to be seeing it. Um, Knock at the Cabin, which is a new uh, M. Night Shyamalan film, which will be coming out as well. We have the Winnie the Pooh horror movie scheduled sometime in 2023. Scream 6 will be coming to us. Potentially a new Evil Dead. Evil Dead Rise is slated to come out is slated to come out in 2023. Um, along with a new Insidious as well. Um, we have the Nun 2 possibly coming out. An Exorcist Reboot trilogy is apparently in the works as well. And lastly, one that maybe somebody out there is checking for, potentially Saw 10. Coming to us next year, which, God, I hope that's the last one. You know it's not. <laughs> Just end Come it on. on the 10. Come on. Be realistic. Give us, <laughs> give us the even number. Just end it on 10. <laughs> We've been saying that since 2, 4, 6, 8. <laughs> um, but already going or starting this year off, a lot of movies slated, a lot of cool things in horror. I'm excited, Erica. I know you're excited, and homies, mm-hmm. hopefully you are excited as well um, for mm-hmm. this new year of horror and for all the movies that we'll all get to watch together and potentially cover here on the show as well. Yes. Yeah, I'm so looking forward to 2023 um, and covering many more movies. And like we said, let us know um, which of these things just pick three now. <laughs> Don't be picking all the movies. But let us know your top three that we discussed today that you would like us to do a full review on to start the year off. And then after that, yeah, I'm just excited. I'm excited for 2023. 2022 was awesome. Not only with horror, but just like with the podcast in general. True. Um, it was a really big year for us. We hit a lot of milestones. Um, we're getting close to hitting another milestone here, probably at the beginning of the year. And we've just had so much fun like hanging out with you guys. We've gotten to do a lot of things with you on stream, having like Twitch parties in the Discord. Mm-hmm. And I hope that that becomes even more uh, next year. And maybe we can see some of you guys in person at like cons and things like that. Cause that is something that we would, we want to start doing not like our own con, but like going (laughs) to horror cons, you know what I mean? Um, But yeah, I'm just excited for the next year. I'm excited for more homies and I'm excited to have more fun because this this past year has been a blast. Yeah, it really has. So thank you again, guys, everybody who's listened to all of our episodes coming through. If not for just 2022, if you've been listening since the olden days, since we first started, we appreciate you. Um, For everybody who's new, we appreciate you as well. And we're just so excited to keep and we're so excited to continue to grow this community, to give you guys great, great horror content, and just to see some dope, scary movies. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. So thank you, homies. Thanks for tuning in um, every Monday and for hopefully many more Mondays to come. <laughs> Uh, I feel like that's such a good ending, but I have to do a quick little spiel. We're mm-hmm. going to make it short, but um, it's 2023 and we're probably going to be streaming on Twitch tonight. <laughs> it's Monday. And so we'll be playing some spooky games again. We just finished our holiday games. We're back to spooky now. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to come through and say hello and say happy new year, we would love to see you guys. Um, also, social media. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and you can email us too. I'm just trying to give you guys avenues to let us know where you want us <laughs> to, to give us those movies. You can use any of those to reach out to us with those three movies that you want us to talk about. You can also just like reach out, talk to us there, and also send us business inquiries, recommendations, requests through our email as well. It's homiesofhorror at gmail.com, and we are homies of horror on everything else. And we would love for you to be the first reviews of 2023. You can rate us and review us on Apple Podcast. Um, the more we get, the better. It recommends our show to more listeners. And we just like to hear what you guys are thinking of the show. So if you haven't done that yet and you have an Apple account, we would love for you to. Over on Spotify, you can rate us. Just go to our page, hit the stars underneath our name, and the rating will show up for you. But... Thank you, homies, so much for hanging out for our year rewind. And we will be seeing you guys next Monday. Catch you next time, homies. Bye.